step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mays and JRAF show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and JRAF. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 177th episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. I am your host, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host, JRAF. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. We had off a little bit. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later, um, but um, it's good to be back, and uh, you know we're closing in on the best sports month of the year. Well, I'm never sure. Probably not the best sports month, but the actually best, the worst the, sports. The month best of the month year. overall in July. All right, but sure. We still have a couple more shows here in, in June to get us get us there. Yeah, we almost didn't have a show tonight, and that was all all my fault. Actually, the last few weeks has really been all my fault. But it's just kind of been good to take a little bit of a break. What did you do? Um, yeah, for, for those of you not aware, um, just a little over a week ago, eight eight days ago now. Um, my uh, second daughter was was born, as my wife would say, finally, as she was she was due June first, but on June sixth, yeah, due two weeks, right, right, yeah, <laughs> on on Monday June first was the due date, but uh, she decided to grace us with her presence uh, the evening of Saturday June sixth at, at a little after eight o'clock. Um, that's when Haley Linda Mays entered the world, and uh, has uh, Kind of been a whirlwind for left taking week, huh? away the sleep from Kelly and I for the last week or so, no and expect that to continue for the next eighteen years. But uh, you know, things have settled I, with, with Natalie. So I, someone someone used uh, told me this saying, um, you know, a little while ago with 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 my son Austin, and they had said, 
your kids will always keep you from sleeping. It's just how they keep you from sleeping <laughs> is that is what changes, but they will always keep you from sleeping. I was like, that's only kind of comforting. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that, I guess. <laughs> so, but, um, so we're going to keep it short tonight. We're just going to talk the one topic. We're probably going to actually change the, the show going forward to really focus on one thing. I think too often we try to tackle too much. And as much as I think we'd love to be able to do this more than once a week and, and you know, maybe more than three or four times a month, um, obviously there's a lot going on in both of our lives that we can't dedicate that much time to this, uh, you know, hobby, this voluntary endeavor, although we enjoy to do it and we'll continue to do it. We're not stopping it, um, but the shows are probably going to be a little bit shorter for the next couple months. And we're just going to top, top, yeah, tackle the one topic um, so that we're not rushing through, you know, and not giving a, it uh, our best effort so tonight we're going to wrap up the draft finally i know it seems like that was so long ago which it was what like six weeks ago but uh, you know we had a lot of topics to cover them we're off for two weeks uh so this evening we're going to finally wrap up talk we've got four teams to discuss uh being all, all afc teams because we covered the two nfc teams that we usually focus on being the eagles and the cowboys we did that um th- three weeks ago uh on episode 176 we talked about that after wrapping up part of the deflate gate of course, we have emails sitting in our inbox from Rich in Massachusetts about more Deflategate stuff. Uh, I don't know if we should t- touch on that this show or not. I if think, we should just move along. Yeah, I think if we do, we'll probably get stuck back in there. Maybe maybe we'll save some of that for yeah. uh, after. You know what? That would be a good time to do that would be maybe, well, who knows when we'll hear about the appeal. But the appeal is for June 23rd. Uh, next, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, right? Or no, a week from Tuesday, I think, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It is so, June 23rd, so I think. Right. right? Today's or is the 14th. That a, that's a Saturday. It is, it is the 23rd. No. Today's the 14th. Yeah. So that's, that's a Tuesday. Oh, right. Sunday. Ten days, not seven days. Right. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I haven't been sleeping. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Um, but, yeah, so uh, the 23rd is Tom Brady's right. appeal. So, so maybe the maybe week after it, that. Right. You know what they're going to do? It's going to break, like, you know, July 3rd, you know, or that, like, Friday night. Right. Like, you know, yeah. so that it's not big news, you know. Right. Um, yeah, you're anyway. probably right. So, <laughs> But anyway, so that might be a good time to kind of recap some of that stuff and, and go through once we have a decision on, on how this is actually going to play gonna out. On what's going to go down and whatnot. Uh, so, well, before we dive into the uh, the discussion on the, the draft classes, um, let's uh, tell the fine folks listening how they can contact us. And Justin has that information for you. Yeah. We'd love to, you know, have any of your takes. Uh, we'd love to answer your questions or, you know, talk about any of the points you'd like us to mention. Um, you can call the show using the May Sanders shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the show using the May Sanders shop inbox at Joe Mays and J at gmail.com. Again, Joe Mays and J at gmail.com. We also have social media presence. The primary ones are Facebook and Twitter. You can like our fan page at facebook.com or follow us on Twitter at Joe Mays and JRAF. Okay, like Ed mentioned just a few moments ago, we're talking NFL draft. This is the second part of our draft series going with the AFC North teams and the AFC East teams that we focus on being Steelers, Ravens, Dolphins, and Patriots. Well, let's start start, uh, at the top left. I know your favorite team from Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Let's let's talk about what the Steelers were able to do, um, you know, way back at the end end of April, very beginning of May. Uh, The Steelers, unlike some of the teams 
did have a first round pick and um pull up our little stat sheet here. All right, so their round, yeah, their round one pick goes once again to address the defensive side of things, which they've done a lot in the last few drafts. I don't know if they've seen much contributions I, from I the know. guys they've taken. Who was it that they got last year? Um, last year was um, Ryan Shazier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the year before, I think, it was Jarvis Jones. It was. And I know they like both of those guys. The issue becomes, do you like them as a first-round pick as you move on? I think – um, Shazier, I think that one's really going to work out. Jarvis Jones, who ev- everyone kind of really liked, but he had the, that spinal cord issue that kind of was up in the air a little bit. Kind yeah, that of affected scared him. away. Right. Um, he, he's got a lot of potential. And you know what? I think there's a potential for their linebacker linebacker unit to be really solid again. Now, it's going to be interesting because they've changed uh, defensive coordinators in Pittsburgh, and it had been um, – you know, kind of a steady um, program there for a long time. And last year, the last few years, the defense wasn't what it needed to be. Um, And especially on like against the pass, they were getting shredded over and over again um, with some of their big names and fan favorites, not necessarily holding up their end of the deal. Now gone. Now, now have retired. And I think we already talked about this. They lost one to free agency and at least two more. Um, to retirement or something Troy like that. Troy Palmolo retired. Right, maybe um, two to Ike I, Taylor. Did he retire? Did he, he may have retired, but he's not with I, the Steelers. He's not anymore. with the Steelers. Right. I don't think he signed with anyone. If he didn't retire, he think he's still a free agent. Right. They also, I know for a fact, lost um their nickel cornerback right. McCain because he went to the right. Dolphins. Right, and so you know that's an area starters. I mean, because right. your nickel cornerback in this NFL is you can look a at it as, and I I brought this up somebody not to get diverted. Addition by subtraction. Somebody's like you know Chip Kelly, blah blah blah. You know, 75% of the roster is not the same as two years ago. I'm like, yeah, but that was a 4-11 and 11 team. Like, right, who cares? I would like to, without having I'm to guessing they were myself, either 5-11 and 11 figure, or 4-12. and 12. Figure out, like, what the other percentages were. Yeah, yeah, sorry, 4-12. Four, four um, right, why, why would you care about the players from that right, team? Right, right, like, you know, so I, I, I understand because they've lost some big players, but at the same time, like, you look at the Steelers, yeah, they lost a lot in the secondary, but – I think you could look over and over. The secondary was not necessarily a strong spot. How now, many times have we said that one of the worst, most overrated yes. defensive backs in the league was Ike Taylor? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Even at his best, I didn't think he was that good. Palomalo, at his best, was incredible. But that was more than five years ago. Oh, my huh? gosh, yeah. At, it was when I was out in school there. You know, it was right after. It was right like at, the first five years of his career. Right. Five, incredible. six, seven he years He played with that career. reckless demeanor, which was incredible to watch. He's a fan favorite. He was he 04 a class, play. class of 04, right, draft right. class of 04. He was Carson Palmer's roommate out at USC. Okay, yeah, so that would have been a couple of years after that, yeah. And, like, he had a great – but, yeah, since, there's, you know, a couple Super Bowls ago, they he hasn't really Yeah, because I, I think even the year that they lost to the Packers, wasn't he injured that yeah, year? Yeah, he didn't play he most, barely of the, played. most of the season. So, I mean, it really was right. – you know, you're talking the so, first six years of his career were right. di- dynamic, but now, since then – they went – secondary with their second round pick they went with Tanquez Golson out of Ole Miss but he replaces McCain and questionably because he's like 5'8 right like he's diminutive right. Right. he's like me out there except like a lot faster naturally he's a professional football player but well they're sure hoping I'm sure he's much faster than me he's played in the SEC SEC speed let's we got think it. about 
it, it is funny how, like, depending on your height, the shorter you are, the faster you have to be. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I'd love to see that correlation, like, graph. Imagine if you were 4'11", how fast you'd have to be. Like, three. Super fast. <laughs> like, Usain Three seconds, fast. 40. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so they went with Sanquez Golson in the second round. They also added Doran Grant from Ohio State in the fourth. Uh, and, and then finally added a safety. The first two were cornerbacks. They added a safety in uh, Gerard Holloman, who – at one time was seen as a pretty high pick. He was the Jim Thorpe winner, best defensive back in, in college football. Which is kind of crazy that he, he was in seven. Well, yeah, because, I mean, actually at times, this is at the very beginning of la- the draft process last year, so we're talking end of summer, very early fall. We actually had him early second, late first round. And what happened? Not. How did he fall to the seventh? Well, you, more that you watch the films, you realize that he was he might have been uh, freelancing <laughs> a bit, um, right. taking chances when he shouldn't have been. There are Which questions. Pro quarterbacks will. Right. Burn I believe you there are questions that. of whether or not he could properly read and diagnose plays and, and, and opposing offenses. Um, there, I, I think it came up that there were some athletic traits that also weren't top notch. Yeah. You know, but and when you look at free safety, free safety in college, you're still going to be a better athlete than a lot of guys. Here in the NFL, if they have an athletic mismatch, so they're going to get the quarterback on. I'd say 20, 25 of the teams is going to get them into a package where, or into a formation where you're going to be exposed if you're the weaker athlete. And that could be a big issue, you know, if, if you can't keep up. The Steelers made eight selections. Six of the eight were on defense, which is which where we know they needed help. Sense. Big Ben's gone on the record saying that this could be the most dynamic offense he's played with in his right. time at Pittsburgh. Last year's offense was record setting at times. The defense just couldn't keep them in there. So it makes sense that six of their eight were defense, especially the first now, two. One thing, you know, and you've seen it kind of with other style, um, you know, uh, wide receivers like Calvin Johnson has been slowed down a little bit. He's also he's becoming more and more of a veteran, obviously. But like some of those other style quarterbacks or sorry, wide receivers, um, you know, that's not necessarily where the big play threats are coming from for the Steelers. Antonio Brown has had a few big years in a row now. He did a huge year last year. Right, right. He was arguably the best wide receiver in the game. No, absolutely. Does, you know, but you're a tweak hamstring or something like away from all of a sudden, you know, if you look at the other wide receivers, there's there's some unknowns there because you know they've got a lot of young guys. Martavis, oh, their their wide receiver Bryant are, was man. is he'll be a second year, right? Yeah, but and he has Demi, potential. Demi Coates out of, out of uh, Clemson, rookie. Devin Gardner, um, who's a converted he was, quarterback, right? Yeah. He's a quarterback couldn't um, even hack it in New right. England already. There is Hayward Bay. That that's an interesting one. I've always I kind of gave him a pass early on. Is like he, was the he, he went to the Raiders, and you're like they just don't know how to develop talent. But then, then he's he gone other Colts. places. Right, he, he went to the Colts. Colts. And if you can't cut it with on the Colts as a wide receiver, where for two decades now it seems like they can take anyone and turn you right. into a good wide receiver, if you can't cut it there, I don't know how you're going to cut it here. So Yeah, Hayward Bay, um, he's a track star that puts on the pads and he hasn't been able to do much. And the other one interesting was Marcus yeah. Wheaton. But, I mean, when you look at, at, a, at a depth Wheaton really chart. Wheaton really underwhelmed me last year. Well, I thought for two years now, yeah. Right. But, and, and last year in the preseason, he made some. He had like one big game in the preseason. Everybody thought he was about to break out, and then it just didn't happen. A lot of times, it takes three years. This is his third year, right? And with them dra- drafting Brian and Coach now in back-to-back years in the early rounds, this is kind of a year he's got to do something. But to have the top five of Brown, Bryant, Coates, Hayward, Bay, and Wheaton—that's not a bad place to be, right? And and the key is going to come down to 
the running back, they're a little sketchy the first week. Right. But Le'Veon after Bell's that, Le'Veon Bell should be fine. But D'Angelo Williams is good enough for one game. Oh, my game. gosh, absolutely. For one game. And if you use him right, he could – He's a heck of a second, or you know, the second back, you know, and you you have Dree Archer, which I think as the third running back, as more of the um, Darren Sproles type right, back exactly, there, yeah. can be incredible. Yeah, I like their situation there if if they can stay healthy. You have to agree. I'd say in the second half of his career, this is maybe the best offense Roethlisberger has had around. And they're young. They're right. like he said, they could be dynamic, and so. It'll be interesting when we – I mean, in just like a month from now, we're going to start our NFL preview, which right. – hallelujah. Now, the thing is, though, will, do they, will they have enough defensive help? We talked about this, and you actually brought this to my attention last year, about how a change in scheme generally gives you a, a little statistical bump. bump. Because, team, you're, you're showing different right. things than you've seen over the last right. few years, especially right. in Pittsburgh where the defense has been the same for how long. Right. I mean, not to say that there's going to be a radical shift, but just a, a little bit here and there could throw it off enough that the Steelers could see a bump up in a win or two. If they, if they become middle-of-the-pack defense, this offense could be good enough to not only win the AFC North, but you know, maybe the AFC, AFC. Yeah, and why not? I, I hate to say dark horse, but when you look at it, like they're going to be overlooked. People are going to jump on the Colts with the free agents. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That they got they're, the, they're the new dream team. People right? are going to jump on, on the Patriots with us against the world mentality. You know, there's going to – I think we already saw some of the Dolphins. Like, there's some hot picks out there. Don't overlook the Steelers. Yeah, and that's – I don't want to get too much into it because we've got a lot of right. things and to that's, cover. That's, but you know, that, they, that is definitely – when we get the AFC North, I, I'm definitely feeling the Steelers right, right to now. To summarize, they picked up a lot of help on defense, and they need it. So, right. they need to stay healthy on offense. And even if they can get a little bit better on defense, where not all these guys may contribute this year, but you're just adding depth to your defense. Um they need some of the guys they've drafted over the last two, three years to really step up. Right. Like those linebackers we mentioned. And obviously the one, the pick we're most happy about was in the fifth yeah. round when they took Penn State tight end Jesse James. Right. So and we're happy for him to latch on there. Free agent picked up Miles Stephenbach. Co- correct. And I'm yeah. Happy so for two him. Penn Staters in Pittsburgh just in this, this rookie class. And uh, Jesse James, I think, has a chance to supplement both Heath Miller and Matt Spate because. He's, he's, Miller, he, he's more of a – Jesse James is a pass catcher. He's that yeah. big body at tight end where Heath Miller is is good at both spades. is right. more of a blocker. Jesse James is that if they want to go into a two tight end set and throw the ball, right. not run it. Heath Miller is going to line up on the end, chip his guy, and then run straight down the seam. Right. Whereas Jesse James, you can kick him out, and he can line up as, as like a wide receiver, slot yeah. wide receiver there, and you can – or in that slot position, obviously, not quite got the speed of a slot wide receiver, but you know what I mean. Staying in the AFC North, we'll go to the Steelers' main rival of the Baltimore Ravens. They uh, upset the Steelers in the playoffs last year. After the Steelers won the division, the Ravens came in and, and beat them for the first time under, I think, Harbaugh in the playoffs. They beat yeah. the Steelers, and it was, it was a big one. Um, but they obviously couldn't get much done else in the playoffs um, falling uh, in the next round. Uh, in the draft this past uh, end of April and early May, they made nine selections, and they were really looking to beef up the offense this time around after losing Torrey Smith to the 49ers. And they a question let, mark at running back. They let another wide receiver go. I forget. I think they lost two wide receivers this year. Yeah, I can't really um, recall. But anyway, they um, when when you look at it, um, maybe maybe not. They still have Steve Smith. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so 
They they did pick two wide receivers. Uh, they started their draft with a wide receiver uh, in Brashad Perryman, who we saw um, when UCF yeah. played Penn State, Penn State in week one. And UCF had some quarterback issues throughout the year. That kind of hurt them. We, we basically, we talked about this, and they talked about it no matter what draft coverage you were following. Brashad Perryman will make some catches that you're like, Oh my wow, gosh, that is insane. That. And he will drop some other ones where it's, oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. How does a professional not catch that? Like, right. you have the two extremes. Um, I heard some people talk during the draft, and this is actually an interesting issue, that he's like, the way, just the drops, this was a former GM, he thinks it may be like a vision issue. And like, oh, you know, and he's he said they have had guys like that before where some of those, this unexplained, they, you know, they thought maybe it's concentration stuff coming in, but when they brought him in, now you would think that stuff would be something in the physical that they would cover. Though, you would but think. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it, it's just um, he could provide some big plays for them, um, you know, that they've been looking for from wide receivers, especially with some of their losses. Right. Um, you know, their last pick that was wide receiver is a wide receiver out of Georgia Tech which is always interesting how Georgia Tech continues to put people in the NFL at wide receiver, even though they, they run the triple like a, option. Yeah, the like triple option offense. Um, yeah, so Perriman, I mean, a nice pick at one. If he can overcome the drops, that's a great pickup, a great replacement for Torrey Smith. Um, but I don't want to get into the no, Ravens no, no. preview. Just stick to the, the draft picks. I love the Max Williams picks. He was the best tight end in the, in the, uh, in the uh, draft class this season out of Minnesota. Young, who's only a redshirt sophomore, but – Proved time and time again that he's a and big big player there. It's going to be big to see if they can actually get production out of tight end. They they had production out of tight end, and then a few years ago, it kind of like went away through injuries, and they drafted Pitta, and they drafted someone else, and neither one has been able to really stay on the field, and they've kind of gone away from yeah. them now. Like They need guys to fill in now yeah, they, at, at tight end. They doubled down a receiver with Perriman and Waller, but they also doubled down a tight end with Max Williams and Nick Boyle um, from Delaware, so Semi, semi-local product there for uh, the Ravens uh, in the fifth round. They they did add a couple pieces on defense, primarily um, Carl Davis in the third. I love that pick. Thought he could have gone in the second round. Iowa, just another key Hawkeye right. defensive lineman. Uh, they also pick up Javorius Buck Allen, uh, underrated running back from USC. When I had um, Kyle Krabs on, that was one of his underrated uh, players in this draft. So that's, a solid pick for the Ravens there. You know, running back's kind of like an undecided spot there on their team as well. All right. We're going to move to the AFC East now and cover the Dolphins first quickly. Um, we, we've talked about them a lot um, in the lead-up to the draft because of them being my team and, and the one I cover for Draft Tech. And everyone knows how much I wanted Devontae Parker. And, and he got lo and behold, that's what Miami got. And he was lighting up camp, and then they found that he had broken his toe or something in his foot. And which, had surgery. Which is <laughs> interesting because – what was the one issue with Devontae Parker going into the yeah, draft? His health. His health. So it basically it's like, oh, he is a dynamic pick when he's healthy. So he's supposed to be ready at the beginning of the year, but with the Dolphins' su- surprise depth now at the wide receiver position after adding Greg Jennings and drafting Parker, they don't have to rush him along, but he seemed to have all the physical traits to succeed in the NFL. Um, Possibly ready for week one. Don't know if they'll rush him or not. The second round, I got railed on by people following draft tech for, for having the Dolphins pick a tackle in the last few mocks that I did because they're like, we just signed Sue. We have Earl Mitchell, and we have all these other defensive tackles. All of them were undrafted. They had to combine like 11 starts in the NFL. And I was like, I don't know. It's a talent just says defensive tackle. Now, who I had them taking was Carl Davis, who went to the Ravens in the third. 
but they actually grabbed Jordan Phillips, who was a first-round fringe prospect and could be a dynamic, incredible tackle if the coaching staff can get it out of him. He's a little right. bit lethargic in that respect, not always going 100%. Uh, you're also, and I, I know that you see this, we talk about it more when we're talking about the, the defensive ends, you know, and the outside linebacker and stuff, but when you've got Sue at, in some other playmakers and other spots on the line, that all helps. of a sudden, sometimes that helps you make more yep. plays. So the Dolphins now have Indomitian Sue and Earl Mitchell as their top two guys. They drafted Jordan Phillips. Oh, and they also signed CJ Mosley, Sue's teammate last year in Detroit. And they have those three undrafted guys, two of which they were pretty high on. Uh, so their defensive line rotation, or at least a tackle, absolutely great. In the next round, or excuse me, in the fourth round, they didn't have a third-round pick. They picked Jameel Douglas out of Arizona State, a guard. They need help with the interior offensive line. And according to camp, he's already worked his way into splitting first-team reps. So that's which great. means he's going to be started. Probably. <laughs> that's the way it's looking, which is fine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, then in the fifth, I only mentioned they – drafting Bobby McCain because they signed not related Bryce McCain and also have Chris McCain on the roster. So they now own every McCain in the NFL is on the Dolphins. They're going to have to go with the, with the multiple like letter Mo- abbreviation. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Bobby, Bryce, right. and Chris. So um, I, I hate when they write like three letters, like Bob, it'll be Bob McCain on the back. I hope they do it. <laughs> Bree and Bob McCain. I hate that. I think they should just go with McCain. Uh, the next pick though, in the fifth round, they had four picks within uh, like 12 selections in the fifth round. They went Bobby McCain. And then the next one was one of my favorites, uh, Jay Ajayi, the running back from Boise State, yep. who dropped for medical reasons, but uh, thought of as maybe the second to some people, second best running back behind um, Gurley, even better than Gordon to some people, but at least the third best falls all the way to the fifth. He will definitely right. supplement. And second pick in the fifth Right, round. and he'll supplement and complement Lamar Miller uh, quite well. And Dolphins then added, added actually two defensive pieces in Cedric Thompson, a hard-hitting safety from Minnesota, and Tony Lippett, who most recently played wide receiver at Michigan State, but actually is a cornerback, and that's where he's playing for the Dolphins. They need all the help they can get at cornerbacks. And Tony Lippett so far has, has looked good in camp. Right, and, you know, you hope that your front seven can just produce enough pressure that your back, you know, your backfield can just be okay. You know, if, if, right. you, if you have a good enough front, um, hopefully that can help uh, with your, with your um, – with your, your back end on the defense. Moving to their arch rival and the team that everyone loves to hate, the New England Patriots, they had a ton of picks once again in the draft. I think they made think 11, 11 selections yeah. uh, in, in the draft. Uh, That's all right. They about won't, six weeks they'll ago. make up for that the next um, a lot of A lot of names I'm not familiar with. I can't make a lot of comments on some of these guys. The first one, a position of need after losing Wilfork. They landed Malcolm Brown, who was th- some thought to be a top fifth, 32nd. He's the mammoth tackle from yeah, Texas. Yeah, everybody was kind of surprised that he fell there, and they're like, everybody was kind of in an uproar that the Patriots, uh, once again, get a value yeah. pick at but that's, the last pick when you the When you round. pick late in the first round, that's what happens. Right. And that's a lot, a lot of reasons why some of these teams that have been good, it seems like, for the last decade continue to be good. They, they make great value picks or overlook something that maybe isn't as big a deal in the long run. Then the next round, they make a t- typical Belichick pick here where they pick a defensive back that no one's heard of before in Jordan Richards from Stanford. They come back and do a similar move in the next round with Genio Grissom, the, the uh, defensive end linebacker from Oklahoma. Finally, a guy that we've talked about on the show, Trey Flowers from Arkansas. We talked about him possibly fit in Dallas. And then uh, another Trey, that was a theme throughout the draft. How many different ways were there spelled Trey? 
Uh, but this could have been one of the better picks for the Patriots in the fourth round, 111 overall. Trey Jackson from Florida State, we actually thought he'd go in the second round, so that's a great pick there. Then a couple of guys in Shaq Mason, Matthew Wells, A.J. Derby, Daryl Robinson, Xavier Dixon. I, I really know very little about these guys. They tended to split their picks evenly between offense and defense and actually threw in a, a special teams or team player and one yeah. of – the only long snappers ever picked in the draft. I think the last one was like 20 years ago or so, but this is even cooler because he's from Navy yeah. uh, and he's an excellent at his job. He has a commitment to the armed forces that he'll have to probably uphold. But uh, you know, when that four-year commitment is done, he will probably well, have a I spot think, on the Patriots. I think up for grabs. conditions happen, that can be delayed for it. Right. right. Yeah. And, and stuff like but that. But Joe Cardona was taken in 166 overall, the fifth round by the Patriots. So that's a, a really cool selection yeah. by them. So that well, again, a lot of here, um, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of plays out because um, I'd say last year kind of bought him, you know, the benefit of the doubt, but there had been some kind of uh, he's probably not the correct word, but on Belichick, because he always just trades back and trades back and gets more and more picks. But sometimes they've missed on, on key picks, but they always seem to kind of make up for it and get, and get other ones. Um, right. So yeah, there's no lack of talent on, on the uh, Patriots, despite what some people would say At positions. You can say like, you know, they were hurting at wide receiver um, a little bit ago, but it, you can see where that got them. Right. So that actually wraps up um, the four teams that we had remaining in our NFL draft recap. Uh, I know we went over them quickly. We wanted to fit them all in this show. And like I said, over the next few weeks, next few months, we're probably going to keep it a concise 30-minute show, focus on one topic. We'll have a couple of shows over the next few weeks leading into the beginning of July where we focus on something different. Maybe we'll talk some baseball. Maybe we'll do a listener special. But really, you know, in the next month, we're going to start doing our football previews. And because we're doing – a little bit shorter shows, but focus on one thing. We're actually going to do just one division per I, show. I'm excited for that. I'm yeah. excited to we, kind of we rushed through trying that. to do both, you know, AFC East and NFC right. East on the same show. We're not doing that this year. We're doing one division per show. That gives us, you know, a, a good uh, almost 10 minutes per team instead of before, you know, we get like three minutes. Right. So right. we're, so we're going to we're going to try to focus in on that. Um, but before we sign off this evening, I do want to take the time to um, have my, my dad walk over here. He's bringing in our my special guest, the special delivery from last weekend. And I think yeah. she's asleep right now, which is bad because she probably won't sleep then the rest of the night. Um, That's kind of how it works, though. That's part of the deal, right? Right, that is part of the deal. And, oh, she's waking up, so I'll try to uh, position her properly without hurting her. Oh, she's talking for us. What do you got to say? Cowboys. <laughs> so, I know that's not what she's saying. So this is Haley Linda Mays. Very unfortunate. Yeah, oh, I know. But she does have an outfit on that says cutest Penn State fan. So what we'll, we'll take that. We'll we'll take, yeah, we'll, we all, we'll agree on that one. So, uh, so that's her. Here she is and is making our life interesting now for uh, the next few months and I'm sure much longer after that. Oh, I know. Oh yeah, get get it all out. Give it. We'll let pop up handle it. Okay, I'm trying to keep her awake. All right, so that's my new daughter Haley, and that was our 177th show wrapping up the NFL draft. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. We'll have a discussion about. It. We'll put it up on the website. Do remember to go to the website. Remember, it's JoeMaysAndJRF.com or. If it's even easier, you can just type in literally five letters, jmnjr.com, and that will redirect you to the website. 
and you can find all the old stuff on there um recaps uh the, the full video episodes and audio episodes they're all up there for you to peruse throughout the week if you missed the live show uh anything else to add any Just shout real quick, out we put this on facebook um the other day um my prediction is still intact for the nhl playoffs um with the blackhawks win last night they could win in six if they win in six I really don't have a rooting interest in the in the NHL playoffs, except for I would like to see Kima team then get the cup. That's kind of conditional on him being on the ice. Um, now he did get the play, so his name will go on without an exemption. But I'd like to see him if they're going to win it. I want to see him win it while he's playing in a game. And he's played the last two games, um, so that he actually gets to skate around and yeah, and, and hold and it up. Because he hasn't said that he's retiring. He, he, yeah, he he yeah. So, he had the blood clot scare. He was a, a, right. a great player in Philadelphia for a number of years. So, so yeah, be I mean, I, I don't – just like the Giants in baseball, I don't want to keep seeing the same team. You know, this will be their third cup right. in no, like five yeah, or six yeah. years. Same thing with the Giants. They've won three in the last six or whatever it is. I don't normally want to see that, but I'm not a lightning – you know, I'm not a lightning fan. Right, either, exactly. Especially they beat the Flyers in 04, which still grinds my gears. Uh But, you know, whatever. Uh Good luck to Kimo and, and, and as of right now, we're still both – right on pace for our uh, NBA prediction. That well. we are. And, and I am we'll have pulling quite hard for LeBron and the Cavaliers tonight to go up 3-2. to two. Uh, I think LeBron's going to have a monster game. I think they're going to pull it out. And I do think they're going to close out in game six, which will make yeah. someone friend, quite happy. Friend of the show, uh, friend of ours, uh, Joe, not this show, obviously, was that game four, a little disappointing. I know he's hoping. Well, he'll get to go to Game Six, but no matter what, um, he he's really hoping they have a chance to to kind of make, literally make history there in Cleveland. So, yeah, it'd be incredible. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, we'll talk about that some other time this summer, I'm sure. But um, we're we're we actually did fairly well with those so far. Yeah, not too bad, and especially for not paying too much attention to both those sports during the regular season this year. Um, I think we were able to call that pretty well. And um, good luck to Kimo Teeman and. and uh, I, I hope uh, LeBron and the Cavs can make it interesting and, and, and pull that out for for the city and all the uh, LeBron haters out there. Come on, step <laughs> All right, I think that's everything, then. Thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 177th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening at 6.30 for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Rap. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.